Hi everyone, it's Tom from the Speaking Broadly podcast here with a little bit of news. I just wanted to let you know that I'm stepping down from the podcast, but in my place will be my good friend, Krishna Hurry. Say hello. Hi Tom. Krishna is going to be looking after the hosting of the podcast and is going to give you some amazing information and he just wants to tell you a little bit about an episode he's got upcoming with our managing director, Hilary. Hi guys, yeah, thanks for that Tom. Um, really sad that you know, you're leaving, but it's uh, pastures new and uh, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Um, just as a bit of background, I've been a business development manager at Broadly Speaking for two years now um, and the uh, first podcast I'll be doing with Hillary uh, will be covering uh, the structure of a call. So really just taking you from start to finish uh, on, how we, on how we structure a call and how we do what we do. Um, just to enable you to, to improve the overall quality of your sales interactions. So I'll be asking a few questions on that, um, really just, you know, just getting our getting our thoughts out there um, and really just um, trying to give you guys as much useful information as possible. Perfect. So have a listen, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, have a look at our website and don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. Enjoy the episode. To start broadly, uh, for want of the... Uh, in forgiveness of the pun there um i think the question would be why with regards to the overall call structure for many um uh, for many people in general really listening to the podcast um so with regards to that um hillary what would you say is the the importance of having an overall call structure uh, i think actually what we try to avoid when we're on calls i think all of us is to sound scripted or to sound structured and so, oddly, I think the best way of doing that is to have a structure um, because it allows you to prepare thoroughly and give you um, a good sense of where you should be in a call. It also gives you the confidence um, that whatever happens in that call, and if it, you go off at tangents, you can always pull it back to the sort of structure. But at its best, the structure should be invisible. Um, so if you're just following a logical structure, that should be really invisible to the person you're speaking to. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And I think really from my experience, I find that um, just, just coming from my sort of on-the-field experience calling, I just find that having a call structure, while we, you know, while we're, we steer heavily against being scripted, I do think it, it can really accelerate your learning when you're learning a new sort of complex account and there's lots to figure out and you have this as sort of like an aid memoir. So obviously you're not relying on it when you're, when you're on the call mm. too much. Um, but just, you know, looking at it after the call, mm. um, and, you know, making sure that, you know, you know, you know, the key points of your, of your mm. proposition. Yeah. Maybe we should step back and just think about what we mean by structure in case anyone's not quite clear on that. I mean, what I mean by a structure is having um, a sort of logical process, which starts typically even before you pick up the phone. You know, the first step, if you like, is to uh, think about, you know, your objective and what you want to achieve out of the call you're yep. about to make. And then the second step in that structure is um, preparing to achieve that objective. So yep. thinking about how you're going to um, get what you want out of the call. Um, so then it's all about how you open the call as strongly as possible. So the next step in the structure is how to open the call. Um, and then logically, uh, before you can sell anything to anyone, you need to understand their needs. Yeah. So the next step is around questioning and listening and establishing a need or a pain point. Yeah. Um, then it's about proposing your solution. And then right at the end of the call, 
arguably it's about closing for a meeting or a sale a sale um so you know in theory that's the sort of logical structure a call might take and actually it's not dissimilar in fact it's probably very similar to a face-to-face -face meeting you, you might structure a face-to-face -face sales call in, in a very similar way um so that that's what we're talking about really um and uh, i think it's as you say it's quite interesting actually chris it forces sort of good practice as well doesn't it definitely because once you realize that you need to cover all those things in that way in a call then as you say you need to think well how am i going to do all of that and that forces you to think about things in a structured way and and it leaves no stone unturned in terms of your preparation definitely takes the pressure off and i think for a lot of our sort of listeners in general it might come as a surprise that it's actually quite a strategic way to approach um, lead generation, business development, however you want to call it, um, and which sort of leads on to to sort of the next um, the next key point. Really, I mean, what what sort of key misconceptions uh, do you find that you know people have in common with the sort of structure of sales calls? For example, I mean, there's often the this sort of you know perception of of sales sometimes is very aggressive or you know the very very sort of wolf of Wall Streetish mm. for a lack of for a lack of um, a better example. Um, what what do you sort of see in common with people's sort of initial gut perceptions? Well, I think they may think that, you know, um, that, it, that it will be scripted or it will force you to sound scripted. Definitely. Um, and in fact, as I say, I think it's quite the opposite if you do it well. But obviously it's the same with everything, really. You know, um, if an actor is delivering a line, you know, some lines, you know, one actor can make them sound amazing and really draw you in and another actor can sound really wooden and you know not deliver them at all well and it's exactly the same with a structure you've got to practice at it and you've got to be comfortable with it so it's it's more like a skeleton around which you put your flesh you know and you you flesh that out and you develop your sales approach that suits your style your personality it's not meant to be rigid it's not meant to be too prescriptive it's not meant to dampen down your own you know creativity or personality it's meant yeah. to just give you the right platform for all of those things so i think the misconception sometimes is that it's going to make me sound wooden or it's too formulaic mm -hmm. i'm a salesperson i'm I, I i sort of you know think on my feet i shoot from the hip i don't need to have a structure and i think yeah definitely actually that's really worrying if somebody <laughs> feels like that you want to embrace it and and use it to your advantage it's not meant to dampen anything down or take away you know your effectiveness it's meant to help you be more effective no definitely and obviously you did mention there you know you don't we don't want to be too scripted but obviously we do know it's a bit of a balancing act because sometimes you do want to we do want to sort of grab our prospects attention as well mm. um which is sort of leads me to sort of the hot button statement query mm. um uh for those of you know for, for listeners that may not know about the hot button statement it's something that we you know we, we do cover um it's pretty much just sort of a, a quick intro in general into sort of uh you know giving credentials about um uh, about why uh you know why you're calling you know uh, key clients and and putting in hooks uh for you know unique selling points etc uh but i'm just really curious as to sort of how how the important things you find in structuring a hot button statement mm. and and just why they're important in mm. general to, to to kick off a call yeah so the hot button statement as you say Chris, is really what we call the way we introduce ourselves at the top of the call. And it's absolutely critical, but also actually that is probably the most scripted 
part of any call. Yeah. Um, and that's partly because at the beginning of the call, that's the one time in the call when you, the caller, has the, has control because you know you know what you want to say. You've got an opportunity to introduce yourself. Once the prospect starts getting engaged and talking, then obviously the call arguably could go in any direction. But at this point, the hot button statement is your opportunity to set the tone, set the pace, manage their expectations about what you want to cover. So it's really, really important. Um, and yeah, we try to cover things like, so to introduce yourself properly. I mean, how many times have you received a cold call at home or a prospecting call, and they may be five or 10 minutes in and you still don't know, you know, they haven't drawn breath. You still don't know exactly why they're calling or what yeah. they want. Yeah. Um, and, and the hot button statement ensures that we avoid that because the prospect, you know, we need to treat them with respect. We need to introduce ourselves properly. We need to give them a little taste or a, you know, a hook. So maybe tell them who we're calling from, who else we work for, some of our credentials, um, what we've maybe delivered, you know, what the benefits have been to other people that have used our service or our product. Yeah. And the reason for our call today, you know, so that can take 10, 20 seconds. It needn't take long. It's not meant to be a long piece, but it, it sets the tone for the rest of the call and it legitimizes the rest of the call. You know, so it makes someone relax on the other end of the phone. They know who you are, why you're calling and what you want from them. Definitely. Um, and so it's really, really critical. And people want to see, you know, in my experience as well, people uh, from my end, they definitely want to see that you have have relevant experience in mm. that industry and mm. i find it just sort of sets the tone for the rest of the call and and puts people at ease definitely um which sort of leads on to my next uh, sort of question really i mean in in what way do you think that prospects respond to this more structured intelligent approach because obviously it's a very calculated approach with regards to um you know how we're how we're achieving these goals mm. um yeah so how, how 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 would the responses be in general to this sort of more more uh, sort of structured approach well i think generally speaking as i say you're assuming people don't really notice it because the best times you know the best way you deliver it is when people don't notice it so it should be a very natural logical conversation and the structure that we use, um, and I've used for many, many w years, is is just that. So um, you introduce yourself. What's what's unnatural about that? You introduce yourself. You say why you're calling, and then you move on to you know getting the prospect to engage. So you 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 will throw it open to them and say, well, that's a little bit about me and why I'm calling. Tell me a bit about you know your business and what you're trying to achieve there at the moment. I'd be really keen to understand a bit more about how we may be able to help. Yeah. What sort of plans do you have in place for the next year, or what are your key priorities in terms of, yeah. um, you know, uh, marketing over the next twelve months? So you 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 can ask a nice open question that will um, they're relaxed because they know who you are and why you're calling. They're happy to take your questions, especially if they're appropriate. So I don't think they feel. I think they actually value the fact that you're treating them with respect. Yep. You're being professional and polite. You're talking to them about something that they're interested in and is important to them. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I, if I were the prospect, I'd much prefer that approach than something where someone's just, you know, hitting me with loads of questions. I've no idea where they're coming from or what they're about. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long the call's going to take and what they want from it. And basically, you know, they're not really listening to me. So I think the structure, if it's used well has a very beneficial impact on the on the prospect yeah no I, I fully agree I think 
I think the more information uh, that you provide, almost the more information that they um, that they give back to you, really, and it just helps you be a lot more sort of empathetic on the call. Um, with regards to uh, you know questioning and open questions, you did mention sort of open mm. questions in in your in your response actually, and you know as as we as we know in sort of other other podcast questions not facts are our most sort of powerful tool um what uh you know what what would you say is the most uh, important thing or what, what would, what's the best uh takeaways from using more open questions in your general sales approach well at the when we're talking about the stage in the call in the structure where we want to get the prospect to talk we want them to talk and share their feelings and thoughts and plans with us then open questions are absolutely key and again I think we all know, yes, we need to ask open questions, but actually in the heat of the moment, when you're in the call with somebody very important who you've been trying to reach for many weeks, again, this is where the structure really comes into play and the fact that you may have some pre-prepared questions or even if you've just written, remember open questions. Yeah, exactly. You know, how, what, why, when, um, although why you should use carefully, which we can come on to, but just the prompt to remind you um, because actually, when you're under pressure, it's quite hard to revert. It's quite easy to revert back to closed questions. So, open yeah. questions are really, really key. I mean, they're really key at this stage in the call when you're trying to get the prospect to open up and you're trying to get them to expand upon, you know, um, their their product, their service, their needs, or whatever. Interestingly, at the end of the call, when in the structure, when you're trying to close for a meeting or a sale, then you probably want to be asking closed questions. You know, would you like a red or a black one? Or can yeah. you make next Wednesday or Thursday? So that's different. But at, at the um, stage in which we're trying to establish the need and build rapport, again, we talked, didn't we, uh, the other day, Chris, in the podcast about questioning you know, when you're trying to build rapport and build trust, good open questions are really important for that. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And I did want to sort of pick on a point you mentioned there, which is very interesting, which is the difference between what, how and why. Obviously, what being sort of the, I suppose, most people's bread and butter open question, but you did sort of touch upon that how and why being a little mm. bit more tricky mm. to use. Um, would, would you mind expanding yeah. upon that? Well, how's okay. How, how would you do that? And how has that worked for you in the past? Or, you know, that's good. The why thing is... I mean, obviously, it's an it's a it's a open question. In, um, theoretically, it's just quite confrontational and challenging. So, yeah. if you say, "Well, why did you do that? Why did you choose them?" or you know, "Why did you go down that path?" It's a bit accusatory in the sense of I'm asking you to defend your decision, right? Um, and I might choose to say, "Well, you know, if I want to do that." I, I'll do that you know what you know you, toddler kicking up a fuss <laughs> yeah so yeah. <laughs> so sometimes if you prefix it with something a bit softer like that's really interesting I'm, I'd be very interested to, hit, to know a bit more about why you chose to go down that path um, then that might soften that a little bit so it's just being a bit careful <coughs> about the why because if someone doesn't know you very well and it's at the beginning of a relationship putting them on the spot so usually when you say to someone why did you do that you're sort of putting them on the spot yeah. and you're sort of asking them to defend their position and that might be okay if you've got a really good strong relationship but you might want to be careful with that if it's a new relationship that you're just trying to build and you're trying to build rapport and trust it may not be the right thing to do at that point yeah no that's very that's very um that's very useful information actually and um 
just to just to finish off as well i mean we did we did uh, we did sort of uh, cover sort of quite a breadth of topics there um can you give sort of any any key takeaways for those just wanting an overall better quality of um of sales call in general mm, okay um well i guess we've touched on these things again before sometimes but you you know planning and preparation is key starting strongly so I've said before, if you don't plan um, and think mentally about your approach as well to a call, are you ready to make that call? Have you visualised the outcomes? Have you thought about it? The better prepared you are, the more confident you'll be. Lots of calls are won or lost before you even pick up the phone. Then, as you said earlier, the hot button statement or the way you start, start strongly, you know, because otherwise you're on the back foot quickly. So, again, this is your opportunity to say... You can say whatever you like at the beginning of the call. You know, it's your chance to open as powerfully and as um, compellingly as possible. So don't waste it. Um, you know, you, 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 if, you, if you want to introduce your business and your company, think about what's the most appropriate thing and the appropriate way to introduce you. Um, lots of people underestimate that and really miss an opportunity to, to open the call and to manage the customer's expectations. Um, so start strongly. Um, and always finish the call. So at the end of the call, always finish with a positive action. Even if it's agreeing to call, there's nothing to discuss at the moment, but that you'll call back in two months' time. Yeah. Um, or, okay, I'm going to send you some information, but what I'd like to do is follow up that next week with another call to discuss what I've sent you. Definitely. You know, so get their agreement, get a, get a clear action out of the call that you can follow up on. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Broadly podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter uh, by searching at Broadly, uh, Facebook by searching for Broadly Speaking, LinkedIn by doing the same, search Broadly Speaking. Uh, and our podcast can be found on Spotify, Stitcher or iTunes. Uh, just search for the Speaking Broadly podcast. Cheers, guys. <laughs>